Welcome to the Waymaker Fireside Chat Podcast, where our purpose is to grow your life and change the world. In this episode, we'll be talking with mother and daughter author and ghostwriting duo, Marala and Alyssa Scott. Lewis Carr is the founder of Waymaker, the Lewis Carr Internship Foundation, the Blueprint Men's Summit, president of media sales at BET Networks, and author of Dirty Little Secrets. Today, we'll sit down with award-winning author and Oprah's ambassador of hope, Marala Scott, and her daughter, Alyssa Scott, to discuss their shared passion for writing, their experiences ghostwriting for others, and their take on the value of life's lessons. Let's get started. Hi. I'm Lewis Carr, and I'm the founder of Waymaker. And today at the Waymaker Fireside Chat, I have the great pleasure of talking to my friend, family, her daughter. Oh, guys, we're close. (laughs) Marala Scott and her daughter, Alyssa. This is going to be a very, very special podcast because they do something that I don't know anybody else that does it. Now, they are authors, writers, but they do it in a very unique way. They are ghost writers. Now, I don't know anybody else who does that. And I want to start by welcoming them here. So welcome, ladies. Well, thank you for having us, Louis. Yes, thank you. That. It's an honor. And. I'm going to start off the first question. How did you become a ghost writer? Because I don't know anybody else who does that. (laughs) Um, You know, it's interesting because I started reading a lot when I was a kid. I was always, always, uh, you know, walking around with books when I was a child. Every chance I had. I was reading something. And then I became the little girl who always went to the library, had a big stack of books. But I began reading children's books and went into Greek mythology. And of course, Langston Hughes, if you're not reading him, you just don't know. (laughs) And I love expanding my vision to things that most people wouldn't believe because you'd never see them. And so some of the stories and even the poetry helped me understand just how different people were and the depth of their lives. So reading kind of inspired me to write poetry. And then I kept a journal about my life. And when situations kind of arose for me, they were difficult or challenging, I kind of would sit down and just write about it. And I kept writing. And I didn't realize how much it was helping me at that time because it was my release to get the things that were going inside of me and what I was experiencing that I didn't want to harbor out you know, get it out of me. And so writing helped that. Um, in college, my professor told me that I had a gift for writing and no one had ever said that before, but that fed my need for self-discovery to see if there was more to it. And ultimately over a period of years, I wrote the manuscript to my about my childhood, which was um, my book and I did it for therapy and kind of to help me understand my history and to get it out of me so I could better understand my childhood and people and individual who's other individuals more importantly, who I was and who I was not. And so when I finished writing that manuscript, Lewis, I was able to close that chapter on my life feeling free, like, okay, I get it. And I didn't carry any of that weight in the things that I think most people do. And they end up seeing someone like my daughter, who's a therapist for, because you don't understand your life. But writing helped me kind of put it in perspective so that I can understand it. 
And um, my book did well. And when people read it, the details, the color and the style that I use the writing, which people always told me was un unique style, um, they would ask me to write theirs. And initially I was like, no, you know, cause I just, I just wrote my book. <laughs> and, you know, my husband told me, he said, no, you've got something special here. And it's beneficial to helping others get their story out. And you need to write. He said, this is your, your forte. This is your destiny. And um, so I began writing. So were you a communication or journalism major in college? Yeah, I was a psychology major. Yeah, because I was actually trying to figure out my life. And I don't think I had the patience to listen to at that time because I had been through so much. And I didn't think the sociology classes and the psychology classes, I felt that I they weren't connecting to what I needed but the writing actually helped me. It helped me be more expressive because sometimes if you tell people, one of the biggest fears they have, Lewis, is if you tell them what you've been through or what you're going through, either A, they don't wanna hear it or B, they don't understand it. C, they, they, it's not relatable to them. And so you keep it to yourself. I kept everything to myself, but I still had the desire to understand it. And you know, psychology kind of taught me the, the groundwork for it, but writing, I still, the problem I had was I wanted it out of me. So psychology wasn't helping me because I didn't understand the benefits of it then, the way I do so now. Melissa, so Melissa, so you're a psychologist, <laughs> yes. your, your mother. So now no, I didn't know none of this, all right? So I, I'm sitting here talking to two psychologists, all right? So uh, now I'm, I'm nervous. A, yeah, yeah, I'm not a psychologist. I, I studied it, but I, um, I didn't become a psychologist because, uh, it was kind of like, it was just, I thought that what I went through, I couldn't find the answers in psychology at that time, the way you can today. Everything was kind of like book smart, but they didn't deviate from what you read in a book. Now they have things to work with people. And it's a little, it's a lot different than what it was back in my day. And so when I would go and speak to um, college students at universities about my book, and I, would, I spoke to an entire psychology department and I said, so if I came to you as, a, as you know, a patient or client and I told you what I just told you, would you believe me? And they said, no, you know, as a child telling you these things, they said, no. And I said, that's why psychology, I knew it wouldn't work for me because you have to believe your clients, whether or not um, you think it's true. I don't really care about that. You have to believe your client as a lawyer. You have to believe your client if you're going to save them or help them. As a doctor, you have to believe what your client tells you is true so you can help find where it begins, where the root of their problem is. And if you're not going to listen and trust that, you can't help them because people can only help you based on what you tell them. And if anyone comes to me and they want to tell me their story, it's not for me to judge them whether or not it's true. That's their truth. So I need to believe that and accept that. And I had the ability to do that. And I think that's something that we can all aspire to be better at. So what is the special quality or unique quality that you need to tell other people's story? Ooh, first you have to listen, um, not only to what people say, but you have to pay attention to the reactions and their slight movements when they speak. Um, often those movements reveal a sense that there's something more beneath those layers of what they're saying. And I like to dig deeper. So most times the people, when they tell you what's going on, tell you their story, they want to tell you that story that they want to tell you is really not the story that they have. 
until you begin the process of digging up what's beneath it. And then you're like, wow, that's your story. Um, secondly, you cannot judge your clients. Like I said, you just can't. If you do, their book may not be the right one for you to take. So if you, if they begin to tell you about it um, in that first conversation, you're like, no, nah, I don't believe it, or I don't like this, or this isn't me, don't take it. I don't pass judgment on any client. Um, you know, there's value in their truth to them and to others. And I work with them. If I work with them and I choose, you know, that client and they choose me, they need to be comfortable in a comfortable space, as you call it, Liz, mm -hmm. uh, to share their story. And we create that. We create a comfortable space where they can sit down and tell me anything they want to without judgment. And not everything they say, of course, is going to go in the book, but I want them to know that everything, um, I want to know everything about them so that I can make sure their story connects properly. And the book, it should always feel like it's them when we're done, you know, not me. And we want to make our clients happy with a excellent finished product. So, yeah. So you, so this has become a family business. So uh, 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 Alyssa, tell us, what do you do in the family business? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything, Lewis. I do. I have, uh, I have a multitude of areas that I work in, just given my different interests, my backgrounds. So I have my hand in a lot of aspects. Um, that's from the ghostwriting to the editing, book cover, web design, marketing. Um, so from a design and marketing aspect, I create the book covers and the websites so that they fit the client's project. But for me, in order to do that, I have to be integrated in other aspects in order to really truly understand the client, their interests, their styles, their story, um, so that I can really reflect that in the book cover and within the website design. But it's similar to my mom's process within ghostwriting. So she likes to meet people, interact with them so that she can really get a feel for their personality and their mannerisms so that she can reflect that in their writing so that it feels like the client, not her. Uh, so within the, the ghostwriting process, as far as that, I add my expertise, my influence as a therapist in understanding other perspectives. I analyze the manuscripts so that the thought process makes sense to the reader as well. And my brother is a ghostwriter too, so it's, he has his, his hand in that as well. And he's really talented in the way that he shares his stories, shares other stories as well, because yeah. he also listens and sees angles to be able to tell a story that most don't. So, ladies, why do people use a ghost writer? Is it that they're just lazy and they don't <laughs> want to do it? But, but why do people use a, a, a ghost writer? Well, Lewis, I think um, for me, listen, you can correct me, you know, if, if you see something else, but most people use a ghost writer because of time. You know, time is our most valuable asset and they just don't have it. Many of our clients are kind of, they're quite accomplished. And they have incredible stories. They want to share them to inspire or teach people something. And then you have um, people that simply want to write a story to make sense of their life. But, you know, they're focused on work, their family, life in general. So they really don't have time. Um, and they don't, um, they want to get the story out, but they just can't sit and focus to do it. For some people, they're like, I have, you know, I have too much going on and I can't just seem to get it done. So I think uh, for some individuals, it's just a therapeutic process where I think people use a ghostwriter because it's almost like, although I'm not a therapist, you get to really talk to someone in confidence and say whatever you want to say without going to therapy. 
Now therapy, you're getting pretty much, you're, you're getting a resolve to that. You're getting solutions and you hear yourself. Working with me, telling your story, you kind of hear your story, you hear it out loud and then you read it and you see if it makes sense. And so I think that's why a lot of people use a ghostwriter instead of doing it themselves. And um, sometimes people talk from a stream of consciousness and it doesn't make sense if they start writing it themselves. It's like a puzzle. My son tells me that I'm a, you know, like I did puzzle maker. I put them together and I take their story and order it chronologically. Years ago, I met uh, the author Harvey McKay. And uh, he said that every person walking the planet has at least one book in them. Do you believe that? I can add to that. <laughs> I, I think it's similar to clients in therapy that everyone does have a story. It's just that you have to be able to find the right angle from where other people can learn from those lessons as well. And some people have difficulty telling their story if they have difficulty even identifying the lessons they've learned from their journey along the way. So as a therapist, I believe that it, it really can be difficult for people to help others through telling their story if they haven't been able to really help themselves yet. And that's what I personally love about what she does is that she has a gift for being able to find and highlight those lessons and help other people find their process because it's really cathartic for that reason. It's because of her insight. So how difficult is it to tell someone else's journey? Um, I don't know. T I don't take, know. Us, take us through the process, you know, take us, how, does, how do you get that out of people? Well, I think writing someone else's journey isn't difficult at all. It really isn't um, because we're selective on who we choose to work with. If we think someone's gonna be kind of like hard to tell their story or really they wanna tell a story, but they're not ready yet, we're not gonna push them. You know, We don't want to just take projects that we can't help become successful in some capacity. And so everyone isn't for us but everyone does have a story. They're just not for us, or they may not be ready to tell the story. But um, I ask every potential client if they're willing to tell their truth. You know, and again, I say their truth because their truth may not be what I deem true or others, but some are not, you know, the inspirational stories that I want. Um, and so we, we don't take them. But when people feel they're confident and you can hear it, man, it just comes out. And they just, they share so much and they learn so much about themselves, it makes an incredible process. Many times we have to take those thoughts or stories that come out of them when they have that stream of consciousness just flowing out because they've held so much in for so long, they just wanna get it out. We arrange it into a chronological order and I tell people, you know, you know your story, but you have to make sure that the reader, it makes sense and it resonates with them well. So we kind of rearrange the chapters, the time periods, you know, and ages and things like that, but no, it's amazing to see how many people are ready and have so much value in their life to communicate to others that can help people know, I've been there, I've done that, but more importantly, I triumphed through that, or you can do this. And every story isn't necessarily a self-help book, but they turn out to be, they actually turn out to be in some capacity. So yes, it's not difficult, it's not. Uh, and have you found that the help is to the the, the, the author <laughs> because sometimes uh, it seems like even in your case you wrote your own book to help yourself 
to give you clarity? Do you find out that that kind of works for most people? You know, um, I find myself saying all the time out of respect for therapists, psychologists, my daughter, because people say, wow, this is just what I needed. I needed this. You know, this process was healing to me. And when I sit down with people, I don't think I've worked with anyone that has not cried. You know, they laugh. They say, wow, I've never thought about that. Or I forgot that even happened because we dig everything up and purge it out of them. And so I say, well, you know, I'm because they say this really helped me. This is like therapy. I just finished with a client that said, this was like therapy. I said, no, 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 I'm not a therapist. I'm not licensed to do that. But journaling is one of the techniques that I know my daughter mm-hmm. uses. And writing in itself, sometimes when it's just you and that pen and paper or you and your computer, you can tell it the truth because no one else you think is gonna see it. And you get to see what your life really was. And so I think, you know, for me, it was making sense putting together the puzzle and the pieces. And people sometimes you think you hate or you're angry with or who hurts you those people helped you the most when you look at where you ended up. And so for me, it's kind of the journey when you look at it in its totality, your life story has so much incredible power to it and lessons that you can't possibly understand them in the moment. You might think you do, but if you do, you're very arrogant if you think you understand those lessons in the moment as a child, because you don't. So that growth as it evolves and you look back at the writing your story, you can say, wow, I didn't think my, my mother cared about me or I didn't think my friends you know, paid attention to me or my dad didn't love me. And then when you get to the end of the story or three quarters of the way, you see that you had more support from people than you ever thought you had. And it happens over and over again. So I think for the therapeutic aspect of it, it really helped me and kept me from going down a victim kind of path, which I feel I had every right to do, but it kept me from taking that and staying there. It helped me say, this was my life. This is what happened. I get it. Now, what am I going to do with this power and these experiences? All right, got it. And that's what I try and help others do. And it works. And the growth comes from self-reflection. And that's a large piece of of what you do. It's not just about writing and and putting words, you know, to to paper, but it's about helping others reflect on their lives and where they've gone, what they've done. And that growth comes out of that. We need self-reflection in just about everything, right? We cook, a, we cook a meal and then we reflect on that. What would we do different? What do we love? Yeah. And we do it again yeah. or we change it, right? That's how we learn. So for our listeners who may be thinking about a book or take us through that first session or first two sessions, what is that like? You know, what type of questions and conversations do you have as you're starting this process? Oh, it's fun because... Um, we basically, our, our aim is to get to know people, you know, it's kind of like, how can they tell you their story if they're not comfortable with you? And, you know, I find out if they like coffee, tea, water, you know, um, we sit down and we just kind of, I'm like, okay, you know, let's grab a cup of coffee, cup of tea. And we talk and tell me about yourself. I don't want to know, tell me about your story. Tell me about yourself because therein is the story. Sometimes people think they have it all mapped out and I just wanna know them. And when we get to know them, we kind of make a mental note of questions. We record everything for accuracy. And the questions come from those first few conversations that we have. And it's amazing how quickly it shapes where the table of contents and the chapter summaries are gonna go based on that. And um, 
you know, they learn a lot about me, but more importantly, it's just important for them to be comfortable. You're asking someone to tell you their life story or the part of their book that they wanna share. And to get that part, you pretty much wanna know everything so that you can give an accurate depiction of what their life was and reveal it to the audience with the power that they want to share. And um, getting to know them is, is a big part of the process and they have to trust you and you have to trust them. So we do that, we spend time doing that. What makes a client easy or difficult? <laughs> I personally, uh, it's similar to being a therapist. I don't, I don't see clients as easy or difficult. It's more about meeting them where they are and kind of walking from there. Uh, when you understand your client, when, which comes when you're hearing those intimate details of their life, like you were saying before, but that's the same in ghostwriting. You have to strengthen that rapport. And when you do that, the process just flows very well. But when you don't see their truth, when they don't, you don't see what they're sharing, you don't connect with them on that way, then you get that pushback. Have, have you ever fired a client? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Good question. That is, right, Liz? Yeah. And it's no, funny because... You're too difficult. Uh, I'm done with you. Right. Oh, you know, we have clients that... Um, sometimes when they start digging up that old stuff that they've suppressed, I can sense it. We're able to sense it. I know Alyssa can sense it. And you have to give them room. Sometimes when people start, you know, they get emotional or whatnot. I'm like, you know, I change the topic and I say, you know what? This was a great session today. So let's, let's stop here, you know, and let's schedule out for next week. I give them a chance to digest it and then go back to it. It can be difficult if you don't read your clients properly. Mm -hmm. You have to care enough about the client to see the client, to hear the client, and know when they're going into an area that perhaps caused trauma, stress, pain, you know, and if it's something that caused tremendous joy, well, then we just keep laughing. But, you know, for anything that's difficult for them, we, we pick up those social cues and kind of ease out of that session. But I always go back to it. <laughs> so, so, Alyssa, we, we're going to act like uh, your mom is not here. How easy <laughs> or difficult is it working with your mother. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm just joking. Working together is actually much easier than you would think because we're like-minded. So who better to work with? Um, I've learned about what passion and drive, curiosity, and really a method of doing things, what it looks like from her. So that process really just flows together so smoothly. That's oh, great. Yeah. That's On top of that, too, my, my brother is a great writer as well. So the three of us together, that trifecta is <laughs> awesome. It and, is. You know, we, we create together and we, we critique each other as well without conflict. So it's a fun process. And you know how silly she is, too. So <laughs> I know that all flows together. <laughs> so how long, on average, does it take you to write a book? Is it a year? Is it a year and a half? No, we can do that in five to six months. That's it. Depending on the schedule of the client, if they can give us two to three times per week, um, we can do it in less than that as long as it's flowing out. The reason being is we have a very organized team and working with Aaron, you know, working with Alyssa, it, it's fascinating because we all do different things that contribute to the project so we can move them along very systematically. 
And, you know, we take on three or four projects at a time and then move them, you know, and, and hit our timeframes. But yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah. So one of the Waymaker principles is that we believe that every successful person uh, has had a Waymaker, uh, no matter what they do, where they did it, how long they've been doing it. They've had one Waymaker or several Waymakers. Talk about some of the Waymakers in you guys' life. Okay, for me, um, I would tell people, and I love the title, you know, Waymaker. I love that name because I have, I have one, just one, believe it or not. That's God. Okay. God approves and sends the rest of the Waymakers, whether I know it or not. He approves them and sends them into my life. And I believe that God is my way maker for everything I do, every decision I make. So I'm good. And so the people that he sends to me um, have taught me, have lifted me, have encouraged me in so many different aspects. And even people that you see in the media that are doing powerful things and motivating people and helping others. And, and you know, those are the people that, that I really find as way makers. And there's, there's not just one of them, because like I said, God sends many and I see them, whether or not they touch my life directly or indirectly, they touch it. I second Alyssa. that. Yep. <laughs> I say God is everything and, and through him, all things are possible. Absolutely. Uh, another way maker for me is definitely my mom <laughs> because she really paves the way for my brother and me really has done, you know, she's a, a amazing role model in showing us the direction that we, you know, can go in and the options, like you said, not, not even knowing that ghostwriting was possible. And here we are as a, as a family kind of doing this as well. But I would say for many of her clients too, that she continues to motivate and inspire others. And I feel that Sarah Books is really a platform and an opportunity for others to be able to make a difference through their story as well. Wow. That's great. So is there like a Waymaker Society? I mean, a, a, a Ghostwriter Society? <laughs> so is, is there a lot of you? There actually, do you have conferences where... You, <laughs> you know, it's funny that um, we write books and go away. You know, it's kind of like everyone that has found me pretty much has found me through a referral, referral source. Um, or something that we, we may have marketing pieces out on social media and they call and, and we talk with them. Um, but there are a lot of ghostwriters out there and some do it on a, on a you know, lesser level, some do it on a greater level, but there's some incredible writers. Some of the, most of the stories that you see out there, um, there are a lot of ghostwriters that did those beautiful projects and you know, best-selling books. Yeah, you know, that's, what, that's what we do. We take, we listen, we're retained to really do what you don't have the time to do and do it well. So uh, we're in great company. Do you know? I stopped counting after 30 because okay. once I got to 30 books and that was years ago, years ago, I realized that um, I was a real ghostwriter. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I realized I'm like, wow, I, I really am a ghostwriter. This is what I do. And how do people find a ghostwriter? Can you just like, Google Ghostwriter and your name pops up? Well, you know, if you if you want somebody inspirational, if you Google inspirational ghostwriter, I'll come up. Um, and if you Google Ghostwriter, yeah, you'll find them. You can find them in your area. You can find them on LinkedIn. 
you know, and it's, it's a lot of times people that, you know, have written a book. If you ask them, do you know anyone that, that writes, they'll give you their ghostwriter. Okay. A lot of people have one. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So here's a good question for you. So you've written 30 books, 40 books. Way more. All right. Who is a person that you said, now that the person decides to write a book, I would love to be the one to do. Out of all the people, give us one person. Oh gosh. That's a good question. That's a great question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I would say, you know, it's, it's interesting because you see, I, 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 being Oprah's ambassador of hope, I look at the story she's told, I look at the things that she said, and I think the funny thing about it is I've learned and evolved in my craft. I would like to tell her story because I see bits and pieces that she shared, but in my opinion, I don't think she's ever shared her whole truth. I see mm -hmm. so much of it in, in fragments as she was ready to communicate it, but I think there's so much more to that brilliant woman that that story, and quite honestly, Meghan Markle. You know, she's hmm. she's heard in pieces. So I think those would be two, but there's so many. And, and I tell you, like I told you, Lewis, God is my way maker. He keeps sending us the most incredible clients. Our clients are are incredibly um, accomplished and have so much to offer in their books. Yeah, they're fascinating. And I actually get on my knees and thank God for what he's, he's sending us because we're able to share those stories and we learn from them. I mean, I learn from the people that I write from. I learned something incredible from everyone. And I take that with me, you know, along my journey. It's not like, okay, I'm done. We close the book and that chapter's, you know, over. No, you hear me saying it a lot. We talk about it over dinner and I'm like, that was fascinating. I never thought of it that way. So uh, it's a constant education you know, an educational process for me and for my children. So, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, for me, if I was a ghostwriter, <laughs> you know whose book I would want to write? Whose? Ben Crump. Ooh, why? Because the untold conversations that he's had on both sides of the aisle with, you know, families of victims with prosecutors, with police, with activists, uh, with reporters, that collection of conversations has to be bone chilling because for me, we probably may not ever get that, but if, if, if I was a ghostwriter, I would want to get it, all right? <laughs> That's you a know. lot of insight there. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'll tell you, Lewis, we get some, some projects that people bring to us, and they are so dark and so heavy, but they're conversations that need to be heard. And we finished one um, such project that comes out, and it's actually too recently, that, were, that are huge. They're like almost bigger than life because they have what you just said about Ben Crump, they're those kind of books. And so when we choose a book, we choose a book that there's no end to the depth that you can get to. It doesn't end. If you hit bottom, well, you know, that's your story, that's it, okay. 
we're seeking people that have done so much, learned so much, you know, experienced so much because a lot of times people experience more than they realize, but they don't realize. The problem is they don't realize it. They don't know. They don't see the lesson or the value in it. But I like to talk to people who do because that's when you can help someone else with their story. So I think, um, yeah. What about could you? you? Could you imagine, Alyssa, the emotional impact it has had on him? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the story yeah. that he he doesn't he can't talk about it because of you know right. he probably wouldn't get any more clients if he told it. All right. Right. But to have to mm-hmm. carry that water for all of the victims and their families. That's gotta be heavy. Yeah. You know, I think that when he starts talking, someone like that, when they start talking, they realize they had forgotten more than they remember from day to day. And what they forgot is often even more powerful when it starts coming out and they reveal those things. So we see that a lot and it's just, yeah, that would be some story some story. Absolutely. So I want to thank you ladies for this. This has been absolutely amazing. And uh, I want to end on you guys telling people how they can get in touch with you, how they can follow you. Liz? Well, we have website serifbooks.com. That really, that's a site that will show a lot of our services kind of connection what we do spell that for them Alyssa yes it's s-e-r-a-p-h-b-o-o-k-s.com and then another site as well marilascott.com that's m-a-r-a-l-a-s-c-o-t-t.com and that's her personal site so that you can see her ghost writing you can see more of what she does the process everything and really get a feel for her and, and what kind of projects she works with as well and besides that, we do a lot of, we're on social media as well. And Marilyn Scott has her Twitter. So you can reach out through there. A lot of people actually reach out to her through through social media as well. Thank you guys so much. This has been an amazing conversation. Uh, I've learned something, even though I knew you, I thought I knew everything, <laughs> but clearly I didn't. And uh, we look forward to having many, many more conversations. You're welcome to come back to the Waymaker Fireside Chat anytime you want to. And we look forward to seeing your story in the Waymaker Journal, the fall issue. Thank you for having us. Yeah, this has been fun. Thank you. Thanks, Lewis. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation between Lewis Carr, Morella Scott, and Alyssa Scott. What did you enjoy about this episode? Let us know on our social media at Waymaker Culture. You can connect with Morella and Alyssa at serifbooks.com or morellascott.com. And don't forget to claim your first six months of the Waymaker Journal free at waymakerjournal.com. And be sure to enter the Waymaker giveaway by going to waymakercontest.com. Subscribe to the Waymaker Fireside Chat podcast to get notifications each time we release an episode.